Welcome to Bipolar Inquiry, drafting and crafting bipolar consciousness since 2016 by philosophizing, relanguaging, and harvesting mania's special messages, meaning visions, extraordinary experiences, ideas, insights, superpowers, possibilities, synchronicity, and parallel worlds. The Bipolar Inquiry podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information discussed on the show is not medical advice. Now, let's get started with this episode. to do some stand-up comedy but it's a big snowstorm here so I'm not gonna be going and the cool thing about snow is that the traffic is way slower moving on my street so I'm not hearing engine noise all the time so I really like that I was at the farmer's market the other day and I ran into a man that I've talked to a few times at the farmer's market and he follows a man named Matt Kahn and I think I mentioned him in one video but I'm not a fan of how he makes people repeat stuff it just gives me the heebie-jeebies a bit but this man that I ran into he said I could watch his video on the key of intention or something like that. So I watched it and he talks about how for his thing, which is something about the love revolution, he said the only thing that you need to do is to change the meanings you ascribe to the symbols that you experience or the symbols that we subjectively perceive. And I think this is in alignment with a lot of different things I've talked about regarding trans consciousness or map consciousness. I talked in earlier videos about how map consciousness is a hyper meaning state and is trying to give new meanings to things. And I feel like we actually need that to happen so what Matt Kahn is saying to intentionally do is something that the universe is doing through certain people. It's a mechanism of the universe anyways. So I could consciously sit here and create an intention. He'll say, every time I have a sip of water, may all beings in the world have clean water. And he says, by doing this, we raise our vibration. So by changing our intentions or creating these big leaps in intention. So I feel like that's sometimes what happens in map consciousness. One can feel like if I turn off this light switch, the world is going to end. And... I remember feeling like if I eat all this honey, I'm going to go into a diabetic coma and die. And that was part of my suicide attempt. And I had other ones too. I had all these interesting perceptions. I remember feeling like 
there was some significance to crows. Like if I saw a crow, it meant a certain thing. So what I'm trying to get at here is in the state of map consciousness, one starts to ascribe odd, so-called odd meanings and values to things. And what Matt Kahn is saying is to set those intentionally. Like for example, taking a sip of water and, and having the intention that everybody have clean water. I feel like part of what I'm doing through self-dialogue is assigning different meanings to so-called mania and psychosis. And I could go a step further and feel like may all beings be able to create their own context through which to navigate this mysterious and incredible human experience. And I feel like what he's talking about is, is pretty good stuff in terms of setting the intentions. But then again, a person might be limited by the types of intentions one is setting. Maybe not. I'm not sure about that one. I think anything that is supposedly positive is a good thing. So if it's helpful, it's a good thing. And I do like what he's saying about that. It's a way to keep one's energy a bit higher. And he also said, we don't change the labels. We shift the meaning. And when you shift the meaning, the experience changes. And that's what I feel like I've been doing through self-dialogue. I'm not necessarily trying to remove the label I have of bipolar, but I'm changing the meaning it has for me. I'm creating a lot of different meanings. And I feel like when I start to embody my mania more, what Matt Kahn is talking about in terms of setting intentions and really silly intentions with mundane behaviors or pretty extravagant intentions with mundane behaviors. I remember doing that in manic consciousness the first time. I remember feeling like a strong sense of something being true as an intention. Like if I gave $10 to somebody who looked like they could use a nice meal, I felt more beyond just that. I felt like it was healing more than just that gesture to that one person. And I felt it pretty strongly. So what I'm trying to say with map consciousness, this intention process sort of happens and changes and creates things and creates meanings and evaluations automatically it's creating these different ones than we would normally ascribe meaning to things the way we regularly ascribe meaning is by the ego and the values of the dopamine so I feel like one can still be too identified possibly with those linear words one is saying about oneself It sounds like it can help lift a vibration of a person, but it also sounds like it could possibly 
be turned into pleasure. And then it would just be another way of a person to get dopamine. And I don't know how much that would actually raise one's vibration. Though the protective mechanism could be in that most of the intentions he gave examples of setting were things to do with healing the entire world and for all beings, which is an altruistic intention. I feel like if a person was able to actually just be altruistic and those things in daily life, that would also raise one's vibration versus just thinking altruistic thoughts. But I guess it's a good way in a way, because he said that even if you put a big intention on something not so great, it will raise one's vibration to the point where the person will no longer do that not so great thing. And I guess a person would have to test that out to see if it's true. But it's interesting. I feel like I feel like what he was saying was sort of how a person at least was sort of how a person can get in manic consciousness. Like one can feel magical. One can feel like I'm going to wave my fingers and that's going to make the sunshine and it often does happen. So one can make those sort of magical intentions, but it's usually in the map consciousness state, I feel it's more immediate. Like it's actually a feedback loop where one is actually seeing that that could be true for real right now versus what Matt Kahn is talking about. But in a way, doing that, what he's talking about intentionally might actually bring one to a state of map consciousness and might bring one to an embodied manic state in a way. What he was talking about sounds to me like something I can imagine myself experimenting with and feeling quite manic if I'm starting to think that by taking a sip of water I'm healing the world. Those are the sorts of things that manic people would think. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm saying that's, that could be good. That could actually be a way for one to work oneself into a mania. And it also sounds like it can be made into something very, very silly and fun. And, and in a way too, it could be a way to get to synchronicity because I was talking about synchronicity and I still I'm not sure how it works but it's something I want to explore and I feel like if there's all these bits of information in the field of reality if one is always consistently making one's own meanings then one can start to actually notice meanings synchronizing and noticing that one is the author and creator of that synchronicity. So there could be a synchronicity and a person won't see it and if you don't see it and act on it the next one won't be made available. 
So it has to be seen and made meaning of and made meaning of. So synchronicity could actually be part of a hyper meaningful state because everything seems so meaningful. So everything seems like it's synchronizing, like it's synchronistic because everything is meaningful. So it's just meaningful, meaningful, meaningful after another, one after another. And it's of course not the meanings that the ego would make in terms of, oh, this tastes good, so it's good. Oh, this person is talking about something that I'm not interested in, so it's bad. And I'm gonna judge that person for that. And, and always doing the whole good versus bad thing versus one making meaning and seeing meaning and we have to actually see that meaning so they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder well so is synchronicity and he also says that when we assign high intentions to silly actions our light shines brighter so it's not just about setting those high intentions to make those intentions come true it's about if those are our intentions, these super high intentions, it's going to make us brighter in the moment because we're having those high intentions. And I feel like supposed mental illness is just really detaching from the meanings that society has programmed into us. Our ego meanings, what it means to be alive, the purpose of life, once we detach from those, we attempt to make new meanings. And we've all been programmed into this narrow band of meaning, of ego programming. And it's not necessarily bad, it's just sort of meaningless for the most part. So it makes sense that so many of us would detach from that and start to make some of our own meanings. And that actually might be part of our gift that might be part of our unique capacity as human beings is to make meaning but we've already had most of the meaning of our life made for us like do this and you will get that and this means this and that means that instead of actually seeing and making meanings for ourselves. And that's part of what I'm doing with this dialogue with myself, is just making my own meanings by extrapolating things and just talking about stuff and it's just making my own meanings instead of relying on the meanings and equations that I've been given from society. And even when I was diagnosed with a mental illness, I think, well, that means you're mentally ill, that means you're all these things. And I don't really see those things as true, even if I do experience more distress. I've heard people say that in their distress states, they're actually processing distress for more than just themselves, for the collective unconscious. And I think I've talked about that too. A lot of it's from the collective unconscious. And when we become aware of it, and, and process it, we're actually, in a way, healing it. And he also touched on in his video that we're not supposed to go back and constantly 
try to heal things and process things. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why I want to move on from the mental illness paradigm because if I'm always in it, I'm sort of working in a paradigm of going back to those states of consciousness which for me have been reoccurring and and somewhat rare in terms of how much time I spend there versus how much time I spend in a more seemingly normal consciousness and also by doing that I'm staying on the medication maybe if I didn't work in that paradigm I wouldn't need to be on the medication and if I if I could if I could do what Matt Kahn says I would say something like when I quit my job working in the peer support field may every person pathologized find freedom to create their own meaning and context to move towards and transform into their most beautiful creative and loving selves in a way that will stop the cycle of children being programmed to be other than they were naturally born to be and adults trying to program them in that way that they believe is best. May we all flower into the meaning that we make in a creative and loving way so that we never stop learning. We never stop learning how to create our own meaning and share I feel like map consciousness is essential for us not to be manipulated by the meanings of society that we've been programmed to believe and not even believe it's just is so fundamental in how we are that we don't know anything different and then map consciousness comes in and shows us something completely different and because it's so different it's a little bit scary at times but it's an attempt to remove the manipulations which are the contrived ways that we've been programmed to be I remember before I was first hospitalized I felt like I was existing in a dream world 
and that somebody close to me was not going to be in my life moving forward. And I remember when I got to the hospital and and then I was diagnosed with a mental illness, I sort of realized that I had to be mentally ill in order to resolve nobody else disappearing from my reality that I didn't want to. So that's like a meaning I made out of it because there were so many contradictory things that were happening. And in mania, there are quantum leaps in meaning, but they sort of come into consciousness instead of a person intentionally making the meanings. It's strange, it's sort of like what he's doing in his head is sort of how it is in mania. I'm wondering if by him doing those sorts of weird things in his head, it's causing people to experience those weird quantum leaps in meaning. But in, in reality, in a person's reality, I don't know, I have this weird sense that by just playing around with words in one's mind, it's just creating more words out there in reality for other people to pick up on and for other people as receivers who are maybe not able start seeing all these weird quantum leaps for real in their reality I still think that it's a bit of a distraction in a way, it's a way to sort of hypnotize oneself into being okay with one's shitty life. So I'm pretty sure you're saying your vibration has changed, so then when your vibration has changed, then things go better, you do different things. So in a way, I guess it could be good. I'm just not completely sold on it. Because again, if it's taken into a pleasure reflex or one gets a certain sense when their vibration is rising one can become addicted to that sense of raising vibration and when it becomes something recognizable it's more like a memory it's more just stimulating that memory of that sensation which is similar to just saying a mantra or something like that it's in a way a bit of a form of self-hypnosis and if it is then he's selling in a way self-hypnosis and since it's so hypnotizing, since it feels good, it's easy to sell. And often I find when I am a little bit critical, if you want to call it, of somebody, 
and I haven't mentioned that many people and I haven't been super critical but just curious about certain elements of what people are doing and I don't know everything they're doing so I can't say for sure again it's just me talking to myself to unfold my own meaning I usually find out within a couple weeks what it is that that person was talking about because uh, I've talked about Tom Wooten a little bit and talked about how it's not the greatest to be able to behave in order just to go on one's crappy life. But I wasn't feeling the greatest the last week or so and I definitely felt like I was able to stay in order and it was handy as opposed to maybe freaking out a little bit and then causing a bit too much unnecessary hoopla. So I can see it's very beneficial and necessary, but I also f still feel like there might be things that I need to change in my life because I wouldn't want to always be needing to do that. Like I took a week off work and that's something that I would do if I'm feeling like I'm becoming disordered. So he talks about having a plan for when this happens. Well, I didn't have a plan written down because this job was new, but I just knew if I took a week off, it'll probably help. And I was able to stay in order with the other stuff I was doing, even though I wasn't working. And I feel a bit better this week, even though there's signs of impending disorder. So what I'm saying is I can't take a week off all the time like that. So if I was going into disorder, the next thing to do would be to get rid of the job. And also in terms of making other meanings, and I talked about this in a previous video, was that in a way my mental health diagnosis is a bit like a disguise. Because if I go into that meaning-making domain of map consciousness and then I eventually come up against meanings that are a bit scary then I'll likely be sort of medicated or or come through that crisis with some kind of medical intervention and they'll just think, oh, that's my mental illness. So maybe it's fine if people think that it's a mental illness for me. And that's when I just smile and nod and just go about whatever again. And I think it's, it's one thing to create the meanings of our subjective experiences and our symbols in regular consciousness and to set these big intentions as well. And it's quite another to be a person that goes into map consciousness and is a pioneer of actually seeing and acting and, and seeing other meanings that are actually there. It's one thing to say, oh, when I turn on my washing machine, um, the whole planet is healed to 
actually being in map consciousness and going out and about and seeing something like when I would look at a person and they would change into their beautiful light body version of themselves it was quite an experience and that's an actual experiential confirmation of different meanings it's a different meaning of what it is to to look at somebody without judgment and watch them transform and come alive before one's eyes and that's powerful and to see that and to experience that and then to come back from that one is able to see how meaningless the regular mundane life actually is and I think we'd all rather have this other meaning this other perception that shows us other meaning not just hypnotizing ourselves by making warm fuzzy meanings to raise our personal vibration so we can feel better about ourselves and I'm not that's I know that's not all it's about I'm just being hypercritical because because I've been to a place, I've been in states where some of the crap that he makes up in his head I've actually experienced and it's scary as shit and maybe because he is making crap up in his head and putting it out there other people are picking up on it in actual reality and I feel like with harvesting mania a person can be sort of a pioneer of meaning because we can make other meanings most of the meanings we have are, are conditioned and programmed ones or the ones that we're allowed to know through science. And I could make a million meanings and maybe one day they'll have confirmed 10 of them by science just through random coincidence. But I'm not going to just sit silent and wait 10 years for 10 of what of the million things I've said to show up in a scientific paper that I may or may not read. That's really boring. It feels like map consciousness is the universe setting intentions for us and setting meanings for us. And it might be one thing for us to create our own intentions in our mind and it might be another for us to actually be so present that we perceive meanings that the universe is trying to show us and that could have to do with this synchronicity so if we're so busy always creating our own little intentions in our head are we actually going to see what is synchronistically there for us to see and it brings me back to thinking about how would a manic think and process it would create its own rules and games. Like an example of an intention I would set in mania, though I wasn't really thinking, I'm gonna set an intention. It's actually in mania, it's like that way is the way of being. It's not just a way of thinking. And I'm guessing that if a person sets those intentions, their way of being will change slightly. So that's probably 
where he's going with that but for me for example I would put quarters and one dollar coins on door handles of vehicles because I thought when people saw that they would maybe smile so my intention I guess was to make people smile or I would throw some money on the ground because I knew if somebody found it they would feel lucky so to me that's a different way of doing it like is it more powerful to put a, a actual physical coin on the ground to make one actual person feel lucky or is it more powerful to not be creative in action and gesture but just be creative in thought and think those things and sort of feel better in one's own personal self and in one's personal vibration but not necessarily do anything different now he's saying that a person will naturally do different stuff but why can't we take those fun intentions that he's saying and actually do something for real not just put intentions on one's own daily mundane activities but actually devote some of those daily mundane activity time to actually really doing something in reality and maybe all the intention setting for a year is not as powerful as one smile though maybe a person setting nice intentions for a year will naturally smile more at people so it could just be the same thing in a way I feel like everything is the same thing it doesn't really matter what it is and maybe what matters is the intention and then you get back to the setting of intentions so so that's why he says the meaning we give to the symbols we subjectively perceive thank you for listening to bipolar inquiry if you're enjoying the show please feel free to rate subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts remember use your voice craft your consciousness embody your potential enter a quantum paradigm the bipolar inquiry podcast is not meant to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease information in this show is not medical advice thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode